Hey everybody, welcome to our podcast. I'm Greg. And I'm Penny. And this is She-Hulk Cast, a podcast dedicated to the Disney Plus show She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. In this episode, we're covering Season 1, Episode 1, titled A Normal Amount of Rage. You know, just a normal amount of rage. I completely understood what she meant. That, she that was that. that was such an like that was a great Steve mic drop moment. I was just like, oh, there it is. And it's an awesome yeah. line. I wish it hadn't been in the trailer because it was a really good line and it was kind of ruined by me having already seen it. Yeah, I don't I don't remember if I'd seen that one or not. I, I know that I tried not to watch too many. I, I watched one trailer. But anyway, regardless, yeah. I really enjoyed the episode. Um, but before anything, we mm. are talking about She-Hulk episode one. Uh, anything very spoilerful. We're, we're going to talk about as much as we possibly can talking into, into this uh, into this episode um, and in the event I mean one of the things that uh, that we do is you know the MCU is connected it is interconnected it is webs upon webs upon webs right because I'm a I'm a spider-man fan um, and <laughs> yeah. so so like if, if I were gonna talk about how excited we were like for example last week hey how, how excited we were that Matt Murdock was gonna show up in the courtroom or maybe not in the courtroom maybe in the Daredevil suit I don't know but uh, but we we mentioned that, and you know, we realized that you know maybe people didn't know that he was going to show up, and so that was that was our bad. Um, but uh, from here on out, we we're going to talk about the possibilities or things that we've seen and stuff like that. I mean, it's impossible to avoid it uh, if you want to do a good job talking about the show, which of course we do. We're going to need to address all the cool ways that it connects with the rest of the Marvel universe because that's what excites us, right? Exactly. That's what's so fun about this entire project that Marvel has embarked upon, this MCU. Nobody else has ever done anything like this. And it, that's, it's thrilling. Yeah. Like it, it is, it's the, th- like I can't, I swear to God, if I have to go through a podcast going spoiler deleted, spoiler deleted, spoiler deleted, yeah. I, I'm going to drive myself bonkers. And yeah. if you don't want to know any spoilers about anything else we see in the future that we're going to see in the future, uh, unfortunately, I would say, Try a different podcast. I'm sure there are other ones that say, hey, we're not going to spoil anything. Um, but, I mean, we're not going to spoil too much because we don't necessarily know anything. Yeah. But it's anyway, regardless. But it, we might have to spoil some other MCU movies that have already come out or shows right. that have already come out. Yep. Um, if it's pertinent to the show. We'll try not to, but. In, Ab- absolutely. And let us know. Like, you know, write in and, and say, like, this seemed like an excessive spoiler don't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> F you guys. Uh, yeah. I now don't have to watch Love and Thunder because yeah. you told me the, you know, spoiler deleted. Um, yep. <laughs> so, uh, all right. You should so, watch Love and Thunder anyway because it's lots of fun. It is fun. <laughs> it is fun. It, it, one of the, and I mean, off topic except for MCU yes. related, uh, one, one of the fun interviews that I, I wrote with or I read with uh, Chris Hemsworth was he talked about Taika Waititi was like, all right, so imagine that a seven-year-old is like, what would a seven-year-old want us to do? Okay, let's do that. What else? <laughs> okay, let's do that. And it just it just completely crazy and bonkers. And I, it seemed like they had a lot of fun making it, and it was fun to watch. Although there were some, uh, we'll just say some some goat uh, goat related humor that maybe if it didn't hit the first time, it sure didn't hit the twelfth time. <laughs> I happen to enjoy that particular joke, but um, I, I understand what you mean. It wasn't it wasn't a perfect movie, and it wasn't as good as Ragnarok, but it was really great. And yeah, fun. I, I, I mean, it was like you said, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And if that's what they were going for, fantastic. Also, uh, soundtrack brought to you by Guns N' Roses from the eighties, and it was phenomenal. Anyway, very fun. All right, moving on. She Hulk episode one. I thought. I thought they did a really good job of smushing an entire origin story into one episode with, you know, just this this framing device of her in court for just a few for, you know, few moments. Um, it made it uh, really palatable. I uh, enjoyed her time on the Mexican beach with 
Bruce, I want to go to that bar. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. And like, this was, I thought this was a really impressive episode. And, you know, one of the things in, in part of the, the news that we're going to get into is that they got like what she says in the beginning is you guys aren't going to want to know anything about anything until you know this. And she was right. Like, yeah. Tell me what's happening. And, uh, and then I'll, then let me figure it out the rest of it from there. And I was like, this is awesome. You're right. This is exactly what I wanted to know. And this is exactly what I wanted to see. And, you know, one of my points is actually something I was like, thank you. Thank you, Jessica Gao, for inclu- including that in the first episode. Sorry, Jennifer Gao yeah. was my fault um, for uh, including that in the first episode because we were going to want to see it for the entire series. Very yeah. specifically, the Hulk She Hulk battle. I was like, wow, they did it in the first episode. That's awesome. And, um, and silly mm-hmm. and um, delightful. We also got to learn the a little bit more about how Bruce turned himself into Smart Hulk. Um. I really want to know smug more Hulk. about that. He's yeah, that, that was. That, I thought that was. Yeah, there was. There was. There was so much great crossover material in this episode that if you had run into the Mark Ruffalo Hulk at any given point in the MCU and you knew something about his timeline, you could be. You could appreciate what you heard um, in this. I mean, and then obviously there's the whole Cap story that we'll get into. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. I thought it was. I thought it was hysterical. I found myself laughing out loud at moments, um, and I, I thought it was. I thought it was great. We're on the same page. Should we get into our points? Fantastic. You go ahead. You you start off. All right. I'll start off with the obvious stuff, which is the lawyer parts of the show. So we weren't sure before, but now we know that her current job when the show opens is that she's a prosecutor in LA, which is also sometimes called a district attorney. Yeah. She's an Um, assistant district attorney, right? Right. Yeah. ADA. So, um, the Sam Waterston role on law and order. Um, that's a, a prestigious job. Um, it, it's not something that goes to people who didn't study hard in law school. Uh, and she's got this paralegal named Nikki, who's her best friend. And Nikki is like, the most supportive person ever. I love Nikki. She is um, a fantastic kid. That is Jennifer Gonzaga, yeah. who we didn't know last last week. And then I was looking at her, yeah. I was like, who is that? Is that yeah. you know, she reminded me of Laura Sangiacomo. I was like, is who who is it? And so I looked at it, I was like, oh, that's the person I didn't know. So she's fabulous and glamorous. Loved her her outfit. Um so Jen's office was sort of um a very typical lawyer's office. She's got her diplomas um, framed on the walls. Like almost every attorney I know has done that at some point. Um, and she's got books and files. There's a bunch of UCLA paraphernalia, like a mug and a little bear and stuff like that. Cause they're the Bruins, a stuffed owl and a graduation cap, a Ruth Bader Ginsburg bobblehead doll or bobblehead figure, a Michelle Obama bobblehead. That one was really hard to see. Um, it was be- kind of behind the Ruth Bader Ginsburg one. I had to pause and like walk right up to my television. <laughs> um, a Kamala Harris action figure, uh, a-, a sign that read that reads, I'm not arguing. I'm explaining why I'm right. And a mug that reads, see you later litigator, which gave me a genuine chuckle <laughs> when I read it. Um, behind that, there's a book called the great book of badass women. Uh, a framed picture of two people. I don't know. Maybe they were her parents. Um, and several, like, sort of fancy, collectible European beer steins. Mm, nice. I-, I think we're supposed to get from that that she's like, she was like a party girl, like, in her school days. Yeah, you know? I, I am I am not a, a background person. Like, I, mm. I don't, I'm not, I, I'm not saying I don't have time to. I just, it's not like, I'm like, story, what's going on? Excellent. Yeah. Where's the action? <laughs> hearing all this stuff makes me super excited because it's all stuff that ties will probably tie in later. Yeah, exactly. It's, it tells us a lot about Jen and, and who she is and who she wants to be. Right. Um, but from the trailer, we know that she doesn't stay at the district attorney's office. She gets recruited to a schmancy law firm called J G L K and H. This law firm was, uh, the law firm who was defending whoever she was prosecuting in the case that we that we saw on the show, um, 
when she turns into She-Hulk, there's a very quick shot of an older white-haired gentleman yeah. like gaping at her. That is um Holden Holloway, one of the name partners of GLKNH, which is Goodman, Lieber, Kurtzberg, and Holloway. So, you know, he sees her turn into She-Hulk in the courtroom. I assume that that leads immediately to him recruiting her to his law firm. Right. Um, he's played by uh, Stephen Coulter, who Walking Dead fans will recognize as Reg. I always liked Reg. Mm. Um, the senior law partners of Goodman, Lieber, and Kurtzberg and Holloway – uh, the first three names are based on uh, some of the founding members of Marvel Comics. Goodman is for Martin Goodman, who was the first publisher of Marvel. Lieber is Stan Lee's birth name, Stanley Lieber. And Kurtzberg is Jack Kirby's birth name. He was Jacob Kurtzberg. Oh, wow. Um, and as for the case, I don't think that it matters what that case was. I listened to the defense attorney's like closing argument and I I could beat that guy without even reading the um, <laughs> it was very general case uh, I was, and I it was, was dumb I was, I was like what he, he basically were there like, casualties yes but did we know that there were going to be casualties maybe what what are you talking about like I I yeah. wish I had I understood what the what the like the the context was because one of my notes is what the hell are they arguing about and what is this case and how many people died and all that yeah, I assume that it's um yeah, like a criminal negligence case right. where people were killed. He said expanding his business interests. Yeah. And that could be like a construction project or um in the Marvel universe it could be like, I don't know, monkeying around with you know, outer space radiation, who knows. But right. I think it's not going to come back. I think we're going to jump to her being at GLK and H. Um uh yeah, that's the end of my lawyer point. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, my first point, that was a good one. Uh, my first point is kind of what I mentioned before, is that we got the origin story right off the bat. Um, we didn't, we, there were no giant, you know, oh, well, how did this happen? Or what's going on? Or like, oh, I wonder, like, everything that we needed about who She-Hulk is and who Jennifer is and uh and and her all of her like inspiration not necessarily inspiration but the way that she holds herself the way that she acts all of that is explained in one 34 and a half minute episode minus credits and i i thought they did an, a fabulous job squeezing all of that stuff in and uh, and then I you agree know, with it, you it, completely yeah yeah, and in addition to that, like the 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 fact that we got Bruce and Ruck Ruffalo off the bat, and oh hey, this this totally makes total sense, and cool. Now I know I know all this information, um, and I can see where it goes as opposed to oh hey, when are we going to get the origin story? When are we get the origin story? So on and so forth. I don't understand how this happened. Blah 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 blah. Like I I thought it was great. I, I really yeah. liked the way that they did it, and there's so much good stuff in here for MCU fans. Oh yeah. And tons of references and name drops. Yeah. Just so many of them, because of course, Bruce Banner interacts with so many different people in the Marvel universe that he's, I mean, and he's been Hulk for 10 years. Yeah. Or 15 years, 15 years. Well, sorry. I mean, I mean like in real time, it, it, 2012 oh, is when, yeah. is when the Avengers came out when he was introduced and so he's right. been Hulk for 10 years. He's done this for a long time and he's been in multiple movies and or shows and made those small connections. And he's always in team up movies. Him specifically yep. is always in team up movies. So yeah, he's, he's interacted with all of these good friends and colleagues like Steve Rogers. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, Tony, you know, Stark <laughs> or Natasha, you know. Like, what a, huh. yeah, oddly enough, all three people are dead in that universe. But uh, um, I was like, oh, is Steve Rogers dead? Anyway, uh, I would say that yes, he apparently uh, we thought he was died a virgin, but uh, I guess not. I don't think um, he's dead, is what I'm saying. Like, no, I understand end, what you mean. Well, I but, think that I think that I mean, I maybe he's not dead, but he is not the Steve Rogers we once, we once knew and loved. Um, I mean, he, as, we saw him old, but right. But he does not have America's ass anymore. So, you know, no. like it's old man I, ass. So 
I don't know. He's still hot. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was that was my first point was the fact that we we got that whole origin story and it all tied together and it was a nice little package that we just oh here you guys go enjoy yourself. I think it's going to be the tone of the show in general to be direct in its storytelling and not keep a lot of secrets from us. I think it's more of a direct show that goes to like the breaking the fourth wall too. Like Jennifer's going to just talk right to us, obviously, and tell us what we need to know. Yeah. Like that was in that. And, and I, so I am a a fan of uh, an author named Jen Lancaster and she writes, she wrote a bunch of memoirs like, uh, bitter is the new black and such a pretty fat. And, um, and she has footnotes. Now it's weird, you know, listening to a, an audio audio book and hearing a footnote in the middle of a sentence, but it's basically like her internal thoughts. Right. And that that's is awesome. I want to read those books. You, you totally should. Cause they are, they are hysterical. I'm literally with my ex-wife laying in bed, reading this book that she, you know, let me borrow or whatever. And, I'm laughing out loud sitting in bed and she's like looking at me going, what are you doing? I'm like, Oh, I'm reading the book is it's, this was super funny. And, and it's, yeah, it's, it's her internal monologue. And it's basically just like when Jen turns and, or when, uh, when Bruce says, uh, you know, I respect that, you know, you want to go back to your life. And she turns to the camera goes, he doesn't mean that. And he looks at me like, who are you talking to? And it was, it was hysterical and because it flashes back, it was even funnier for me because it flash, makes me flash back to those, to those books that yep. made me laugh out loud by reading and it you on a clearly page. love. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely. I think they are they are fantastic. Anyway, um, so yeah, what I was saying yeah. was the 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 fourth wall breaks were the beginning when she said, yeah. "This is all the stuff you need to know." The end when she said, "All right, now you know all the stuff." And then I think that one. There might have been one other look to camera and and remark, but I but the one that, that that really like that makes me remember is that Bruce reacted to her talking to us, which was yeah. great. It was really interesting because in the comic books, she breaks the fourth wall, and there are some other characters who also do, but most people don't seem to see what she sees. So it's a. Uh, I'm I'm just curious to know if anyone else is going to break the fourth wall this season on the show. I I kind of hope someone does, because um, it made for some funny moments in the comics. It, yeah, it would. I mean, it would have to be another funny character. It couldn't be. It could have to be like a Bruce or, uh, you know, like Deadpool's a funny one. Um, but I, I couldn't see a like a what Dennis. By the way, fuck oh, off, yeah. Dennis. I couldn't see yeah, Dennis like Dennis. doing doing that. Um, <laughs> But, By the uh, way, guys, Dennis is the lawyer in that. Very oh yeah, I'm sorry. I, the only reason yeah. I know what his name is is because when he—that's the one where he's like he's making commentary on her opening statement or closing statement or whatever, and uh, and he and the, the only reason I know that is subtitles were on because I watch all things with subtitles because I have small kids, and yep. uh, it is I I was like yeah fuck off Dennis. Anyway, moving on. So that, that's yep. the the end of my point. Okay, um, my second point is about rage. Um, so the original Hulk and sort of classic old school Hulk is a rage monster, right? He's what happens metaphorically when a human gets enraged, um, and it, and they get out of control. So I, I thought about like what rage actually is. And, um, I looked up the physiology of anger and what happens. I don't know if this is interesting to other people, but I think it is. Um, the adrenal glands. Uh, the adrenal glands, which are located sort of near your brain stem, flood the body with stress hormones and uh, such as adrenaline and cortisol. The brain shunts blood away from your, your gut and towards the muscles in preparation for like physical activity. Your heart rate, blood pressure and respiration increase, body temperature rises and your skin perspires. So you get hot, you get sweaty, you get red in the face. And very importantly, your attention narrows and becomes locked onto the target of your anger. Soon you can pay attention to nothing else. It's like a 
physical change. You're not just not paying attention to other things. When you're in that state of rage, your body zeroes in on the thing. It's a, you know, it's a defense mechanism. Um, so is it and, similar to like flight or fight? Fight or fight, yeah, fight or flight? It's the same. It's a lot of the same hormones like adrenaline and cortisol. Um, and fear <laughs> and anger are very closely related in terms of what they do in your brain. Um, so the amygdala, that's the part of your brain that, um, that pumps out hormones and tries to sort of manage your emotions. And then you have your cerebral cortex. That's the part that knows, uh, right from wrong and tries to make decisions. Um, the amygdala is really fast when you're angry or scared and it pumps out the hormones faster than your cerebral cortex can make decisions about what's right and wrong. That's why people say like they see red and then they just like acted out of rage and couldn't believe they had done that right afterward. You physically, your, your brain is sort of cut off and your body takes over for, you know, a second or two, but that's long enough to commit violence. And, Hulk is the sort of most extreme example of what happens when a person becomes enraged, right? He's like a metaphor for rage. But She-Hulk, because she has this history of being able to control her transformations and the conversations that she had with Bruce about how good she is at controlling her anger and fear, just living as a woman in like modern society. I, it, it's a different metaphor. It's a different story. Um, I think we're going to end up having some moments this season where we where we talk a little bit about sort of gender expectations around anger and who's allowed to be angry and who's not. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I think it gives the show a little more depth. Um but also since she can control her transformations, she's allowed to be funnier and that's good too. <laughs> yeah, you mean yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was, better. That was, that different, was an awesome one. Different in a better way. <laughs> um i uh i really adore her i've like fallen in love with this character it's uh i didn't expect that to happen yeah that's that's really interesting so what that makes me think and by no means Mm -hmm. here is my disclaimer i am not a scientist i am not a medical person i only know things about the brain that people have talked about it and i don't know them for sure only because people have mentioned them Um, but based on what the research that Penny did, uh, it sounds (laughs) to me like Bruce has potentially a, an overly large amygdala. Mm -hmm. And when, uh, when, you know, the, the rage takes over and he became Hulk, he, uh, you know, the, the amygdala took over and the cerebral cortex was unable to, there was no connection, right? They were completely separate entities. So when Bruce says, you don't feel like you've got another person at the wheel, um, it's she, and she's like, no, basically for him, the, the connection between the amygdala and the cerebral cortex is broken. They are completely separate. There are no neurons firing between those two, those two organs. Um, when he's that, Hulk, yeah. when he's Hulk. Right. And then, you know, then he goes to sleep and then the amygdala shrinks or becomes less, you know, less blood or whatever. And. Uh, and then, and then he, the connections it, are live again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but the, the, the problem being is that he can't get angry and that's what he, he talks about, you know, at, at length about how one moment of fear or rage or whatever that he's not able to suppress. So it may not necessarily be that Jen is better than Bruce. It may be that they are physiologically different in that his amygdala completely is it separates once that happens. Right. So how did he combine them? Right. And that's where it kind of gets into the science for me is that, did he figure out a way to limit the amygdalas? uh, And again, this is not a science Mm -hmm. show, but if it was able to limit the amygdalas, either size or, or, uh, or bombardment uh, and maintain that connection with the cerebral cortex. So he can get angry and then he can still make decisions, but not, as blind rage monster more as this is a calculated thing. And even though I'm mad, I'm not just making completely crazy, irrational decisions. Exactly. Yeah. I, um, he does mention it's a passing reference that he analyzed her blood and she has something different. That's the whole better, different conversation. Um, and I saw somebody on the internet was like, Oh, that's cause she's a mutant. And I, 
That I don't think is at all canon in, in any of the versions of She-Hulk I've read before, but it's an interesting idea because everyone wants to know how MCU is going to bring mutants and the X-Men into, into the MCU. Well, you um, watched Ms. Marvel, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, there was a similar reference that, there where that, she's like – That one line, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I wonder if – like he used her blood in some weird that way that doesn't make sense uh, to, to heal his arm the rest of the way. I wonder if her blood would also help him, you know, keep the rage part of Hulk under control if she has this mutation. I'm going to just – oh, he control his amygdala. Yeah. I mean because – but there, like, there doesn't seem to be – and a little bit of a tangent, but there doesn't seem to be any disadvantage to him being smart Hulk. Um, like, it's not I like he's one... weaker or whatever in, in smart Hulk. Is he is. Okay. Sometimes I think smart Hulk looks like he's a little smaller than the other Hulk, but I don't know if that's just my perception. But the one thing I wonder is was like regular Hulk, like in Ragnarok, it seemed like Hulk was his own personality. And now that they're merged, I don't see anything of that Hulk in right. Smart Hulk. So did he kill that Hulk or did he really merge them? And what does that mean? I don't yeah. know if we're ever going to understand that. Yeah, I, I think I think this might be one of those I believe button uh, mm. <laughs> type things. Yeah. Like, oh, I figured it out. Great. Yeah. That's that's great. Hey, I figured it like Tony Stark in 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 uh, Endgame. Oh, I figured oh, yeah. out the time loop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Soft time travel. Yeah, yeah. soft time. Fantastic guy. Um, wait, so Back to the Future lied to me. Um, but uh, yeah, so so that I don't think that Hulk would be dead. I think that whatever. So that does make me wonder if when uh, when Bruce has his little device on his arm um, that prevents him from turning into Hulk, would he turn into Hulk Hulk or would he turn into Smart Hulk? Because. If you, I mean, I guess that, that allows him to walk around kind of unfazed by like people don't have, aren't, aren't watching him in the, in the comics, very specifically, um, smart Hulk or professor Hulk was a less strong, but in, you know, able to make rational decisions. Um, and there was one version of Hulk that actually the angrier he got, the bigger he got. And so. <laughs> Uh, so yes, I think that he is a little bit smaller, um, at least than I, but you know, again, we're back, we're back to, okay, whatever. It's a comic book movie yeah, and none of this is real, but I understand where, where the question would come in anyway. All right. What's, what's your second point? Oh, so my second point kind of ties into yours. Um, so what, what I did like about this and I'm, forgive me if I'm re repeating this is that it's kind of a commentary on the difference between a a woman and a man and how they can react or do react um mm -hmm. and i think i think it's the first time that we've seen it from the woman's point of view we have seen things like in the avengers when loki was quote-unquote playing with natasha and you know just kind of trying to hurt her when she's talking about redner ledger and, and all that and she's basically just completely duping him. They're like, oh, it's the Hulk. That's the that's the thing. He's like, wait, what? So we see a woman not being emotional, not being that that creature of based purely on emotion. I mean, Natasha is a very strong, independent character, and uh, yeah. And also, seeing, later in that movie, she's the one that figures out that brute force won't allow them to control the device, and that it right. has to be a soft approach which is you know a very feminine thing to notice that maybe men wouldn't notice i don't know yeah if um, i keep hitting it yeah. this uh, i'm not going to get through that's well maybe if i hit it harder that's what'll happen um but yeah so like i i like the fact that it's it's something that we're seeing from that character's point of view and it's not something that we've seen before we've had major characters we've had major uh i mean but like you know captain marvel and uh, Kamala Khan and um, and you know eventually in in Black Widow uh, Natasha Romanoff and oh uh, Yelena I love she, yeah Yelena uh, <laughs> Sharapova or Sharapova something yeah um, yeah she I mean who 
I cannot remember her name, the the actress's name, but she was phenomenal. Oh, Florence Pugh. Yeah, yeah, Florence Pugh. Uh, yeah, she was phenomenal. Um, but we we don't we haven't necessarily seen this before, and I really dig it. Uh, I don't know if they're going to continue with like the hey, I'm you know uh, if if they continue hitting hitting the same beats of you know women are just better just because it might get a little bit old. Yeah. Unless it ties into the context of the story. If there's a if there's a context portion of the story, I'm all for it. Um I just I don't need it to be a a this is why women are better than men. Don't get me wrong. I fully admit that women are in fact better than men, but uh <laughs> but I don't, I don't I don't I don't I don't need it to I don't need to 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 see the you know the, the scientific proof in a show about you know mutants and or excuse me, not mutants. Uh, gamma, yeah, superhumans or, or whatever. Um, yeah, and it, I agree especially with you. in like, especially in like a, a light show that I'm having fun with. I don't need to feel. I don't. I don't need to feel the way I do when I watch Hamney's Tale. And oh God, I just feel <laughs> bad. About, I just feel bad about who I am, just because oh. I'm not. You know, because I, I I'm I'm part of the part of the system. I, that's not what I need uh, to feel when I watch this. Um. Well, I'm sorry that it makes you feel that way, Greg. Because uh, I think you would be more like a Luke in Handmaid's Tale. Um, well, yeah, Luke is our hero, right? He's he's yeah. the hero. Well, yeah, the, we like the one Luke. hero. I mean, yeah. one of the heroes. Yeah. Um, I th- I'm hoping that the show sort of um, respects the audience enough to be like, we made our point, right? There were yeah. those douchey guys at the bar, and then there was like Dennis. Although I think Dennis was just like, I want to do the closing argument because I'm ambitious. I don't think that was no. I, at all. I I agree. I think he's I think he's trying to undermine her and get yeah. her to give it to him and to take advantage of it as opposed to, oh, she's a woman. She can't do the job. Yeah, you know, he just wanted it for himself. And she makes a comment about like mansplaining and stuff like that. I think I think the show is going to you know, assume that we all understood that message and and move on from it into things that are a little more fun and interesting. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um and, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they do and, and if they tie it back in, then and they, they need to explain it again, hopefully it's not for a couple of episodes. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but if it is, again, like I said, if it if it ties into the story, I I get it. Um <clears throat> yeah. So that, that uh, finishes my number two. So my third point is about what I think is going to be the unifying theme of the show. And it's the framing question that Jennifer presents when she's practicing her closing arguments right at the very beginning. And it's the concept of do people with power, and I'm talking about private power, not government power, that's a completely different thing, but people who are powerful in some way, do they have a moral obligation to care for people who are not powerful or to look after the consequences of their actions in a way that's more that there's more responsibility on them than there is on other people. And she reflects this, right? She says she doesn't want to be a superhero. She doesn't want to have the Hulk power. She doesn't want to be a Hulk. She just wants to keep being a lawyer like she always has. Is there a moral obligation on anyone who's given a gift like this or a a large talent or power to use that and to use it for good or to use it at all? I think that's going to be the central struggle as we go through the season. That, that makes sense, and I, you know, uh, I could totally, I could totally see that being the case, and, um, and I, I, I think that it's a good serious undertone, um, or at least underlying message, uh, and one that we've we've seen a little bit of that in like the you know in Age of Ultron and uh, the Sokovia Accords, and you know, oh well, it's. It, yeah. It's not your job to to do this because you don't know who you could hurt. And you know Tony talking to the uh, uh, the mother of the guy who died, and I think I think that was Infinity War. I don't remember which one it was. It was in one of it. Might have been nope, no Civil remember. War. Civil War. Civil okay. War. Yeah. Um, yeah. The so many. Thank you for that. I <laughs> I just don't remember. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I think it's a good. I think it's a good. You know, overall overarching kind of um, idea. And to me, in as in a, as a moral person, um, I think that you do have, this kind of ties also into what Bruce was saying. If, if, you know, 
if you're you know one of a handful of people who can do this, who can protect people in the world, don't you have that moral obligation to do it? And then she's making that exact same point to the the, the private uh, to the the private sector um, at the end of the episode. Yeah, and also Nikki says to her, "Civic duty, civic duty," when she's <laughs> yeah, right. when she's urging her to to Hulk out, and I just wanted to hug Nikki. I I adore her. <laughs> yeah, that's that was, that was also very good. And you're like, oh, that's right. Oh, and, hey, take off the shoes. Oh, but thanks, thanks, thanks. Yeah, yeah. When she was like, oh, but I really like this outfit. And <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, because like a skirt suit, like she was wearing, that's like a six hundred dollar outfit she had on. Like only six hundred? Like I feel like like good. I mean, well, maybe maybe as a as a district attorney who doesn't make a ton of money, that's what that's the cost. But yeah. uh, I mean, I can only imagine. I mean, just looking at at uh, watching Better Call Saul, I think that you know Howard is wearing like a three thousand dollars suit. Oh yeah, that's a different level. I bet the partners at GLK and H right are are decked out in in custom made um, silk suits and yeah, that's uh, that's what I was thinking. But, and stuff, yeah. Yeah, but so she's a you're, DA. Prob- you're probably yeah. right. Yeah, probably close to the, that that six hundred dollar. Like that, it's painful to lose your favorite suit. I've oh, I yeah, know absolutely. that feeling. I lost a, a suit that I loved to. Um, uh, there was some renovation being done, and there was like something got like anyway. It, my landlord destroyed my favorite suit, and I I was very Oof. upset about it for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. I, that's completely understandable. Yeah. Um, that's the end of my. Th- Third point. Okay. Um, and my point is is just straight up the chemistry between Bruce and Jen. The chemistry between them, and we got a ton of them together in this in this episode, and it was fantastic. Yeah, it was, they were adorable I mean, and believable. Yeah, they were absolutely believable as cousins. You know, I thought it was about make, getting a tight ass up top. Gross, Jen. Yeah. I'm your cousin. <laughs> and, my and, you know, like, my and favorite it, line was when she's like, you're not the only genius in the family, Bruce. And he's like, yeah, there's Chet or whatever his name was. Yeah, Chet. <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, like they, they their back and forth uh, was, it was believable. It was perhaps completely scripted, but perhaps not. That also might have been Tatiana and, and Mark just riffing off of each other and uh, you know, <laughs> like her, yeah. her whole presentation of how to do yoga and you know, hold in your farts and, and I mean, <laughs> like it was, it, it was so comical and the, like the line, I, I didn't really understand. This is kind of a note that I had, but, um, you know, you received a lethal dose of gamma radiation. I'm going to die. Oh no, no, no. Everything. That is not the line to pause on Bruce. <laughs> was, I was I was dying because yeah. that entire that entire interaction you just did like a million dollars worth of damage. Uh, what what do you want from me? Like uh, you yeah. also you 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 what it seems to me like if I don't change I'm going to die. Uh, what's your backup plan for this? No backup. <laughs> was the air horn necessary for comedy? Absolutely. Uh, like it was I thought it was great. It was, they the two of them played off each other phenomenally and i wish i could go back and repeat pete every line of interaction yeah um, it was it was cute too it reminded me a lot of the way my brothers and i are with each other like right. we trash talk each other but we are 100 percent in each other's camp yeah, um, when, when when they landed in yeah. the bar she was like oh my god i'm so sorry bruce <laughs> yeah like I never meant to destroy your bar. Like, oh man, I was beating uh, the crap out of you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, didn't mean to dick move. The 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 flipping <laughs> off oh, as she's falling <laughs> off the cliff was again just like the look on her face and then the middle finger coming up. You're just like, oh, yeah. yep, those are those are they are related. Yeah, that's that. She's thrown him the finger many, many, many times <laughs> right. over the years. Yeah. <laughs> I also loved the use of of curse words in in this because it ma- it it emphasized the comic, and yeah. it was like I don't there were no f bombs, but uh, but there's there, an there almost f bomb at the oh, well end. yeah the, the the very last line was almost <laughs> yeah. an f bomb, but um yeah so so yeah the, the, their chemistry and the way that they interact with each other was so good and I 
I hope we get a little bit more of them, of, of Mark Ruffalo, but it did say with special guests, Mark Ruffalo. So I don't think he's going to be in every episode. Hopefully we get him in one or two episodes, maybe down the line. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he just shows up at the end um, right. to tie her back into the larger universe. Yeah. But I could, I could um, see that. Uh, I'm happy with the other people we're going to get. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. So do you have any notes? Uh, yeah, I have a couple notes. One, I thought it was hilarious that he was jealous of her and that he said it. And he had that moment where he was like, I'm, am I jealous? I think I'm jealous. Yeah, I think I'm jealous of you. (laughs) It was just, it was cute. And of course, I would be jealous if I had, you know, spent 15 years trying to control something and then someone else could just do it right away. Oh, absolutely. Like that, that's, there's reason to be jealous there. That's, it's, you feel like you wasted half of your life. Yeah. Um, and then life. the uh, the end credit song is Who's That Girl by Eve. And I just thought it slammed. I That song, along with all of the com- – like the, uh, the comic outro was one of my – not one of my favorite things about the episode because it was – you know, the episode was fantastic. But um, I really yeah. enjoyed the comic outro and, and the song going along with it. Yeah. The drawings were really great. And um, the song is just – it's really – I'm probably going to download it later. Yeah, I, I I completely understand that. Any, uh, any do you notes? Have notes? Nope, that's the end of my notes. Um, yeah, I have I have a couple. Um, and then I think we're going to go ahead and address the post credit scene and that entire storyline as as a as a we'll oh, yeah. do it as a collective point conversation. Um, so when we got to to uh, the you know her having to Hulk out at the end. I, you know, we know that Jamila Jamil is playing Titania, who is a character from the comics. Um, I really didn't know who she was after. I thought that some of the, um, some of the, some of the stuff didn't make any sense. Oh, who yeah. are you? I'm Jen Walters, attorney of law. And then she just throws the desk at the jury. Was she after the jury? Was she after the judge? Was she after H O H L K J and H G L K and H or whatever? Like I, I really just I wanted to understand what was going on, and then some of the cuts, it just seemed like they maybe cut some stuff out because it just didn't make sense to me that. Yeah. I mean, obviously she's super powered. I mean, she can throw a giant wooden desk that Jen can it magically show up in front of the jury box and catch. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was just like, this seems weird. The Then the Matrix style, like flying through the air with one yeah. leg cocked back. I was just like, huh? That that was really weird. It looked super fake. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. It's like, I was just, yeah. I was a little disappointed in that. Like, okay, we saw her in action, but we ju- literally just saw her, her and Bruce beat the shit out of each other. And... Yeah. Okay. We we got a, a sense of her power that she punched her literally into the wall across the room. Um, I did like the uh, the the POV receiving the punch, where mm-hmm. she basically punched the camera. Uh, I I I did like that. Um, but I just thought that the whole interaction with Titania was a little. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was what fifteen seconds, thirty seconds. Well, which is part of the problem, right? There just wasn't a lot of substance there. Right. And and I just. Uh, I didn't understand anything if we'd seen her before or whatever, or maybe this came like, I get that we need to see her, her breakout and have to Hulk out. Uh, and then, you know, to do things, but I didn't, yeah, the, the lack of background really confused the crap out of me. It basically was just like, Oh, Hey, this is just random bad guy who's showing up for zero reason. Kind of yeah. like why the, what they were defending against in, in the, you know, in the courtroom. Yeah, it was, uh, I think, again, it was like beside the point. It was just literally just a plot device to make her change, which is a little weak narratively. Yeah. Um, but maybe I'm wrong and maybe we're going to get like a whole Titania, you know, story. I, I hope so, because I really like uh, Jamila Jamil. Um, Me too. And, and I, I, I look forward to seeing, you know, uh, performances of substance from her. Um, even if they are, you know, maybe comically driven or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, all right. So, um, so, uh, some of the lines like, Oh, 
an apology that doubles down on the thing you're apologizing for. Very lawyerly. Um, I thought that was great. I was like, that sounds familiar. I've definitely done that. Well, you know, <laughs> pushing my point, and, but you know, basically kind of saying, I'm sorry, but I was still right. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I, like then the, the fight between she uh, Hulk and she Hulk, um, you know, Hey, I really didn't want to do this. I was like, yeah, but we wanted to see it, or at least yeah. I wanted to see it. Like, this is something that I, I needed. Um, the interaction between the, uh, between all of the non, um, between the, the, the people that she interacted with that she ran into, like the girls in the bathroom. Oh, honey, you need to have shoes on. This is a public bathroom. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then like the, just the random, don't get me wrong. She's, she's dressed like a hooker. Um, at least in my, in my purview. Right. So like, if I go back to pretty woman, I'm like, oh yeah, the fuzzy white or the fuzzy pink coat and the heels. Hey, and I have a fuzzy pink coat. I'm not saying that you dress like a hooker, Penny. I'm just saying <laughs> that I could see, you know, Hey, you're standing outside. Who, who are you with now? Immediately. If you're like, Hey, there's this girl who's waiting. Oh, my boyfriend's coming. Like immediately if, if I was out there and I was like, Oh, Hey, like I could, what's up? I obviously didn't leave with anyone. So what's up? And as soon as she was like, uh, no, I'm fine. I'm waiting on my ride. Like you sure. And then I would, yep. My boyfriend's like, okay. You know, Hey, I'm gotcha. But that's just me as a morally decent person, but they needed yeah. to have people again, reasons for her to transform. Yeah. Um, and I, I get it, but very realistic. Uh, interaction from my personal experience with men in bars, especially uh, the more they've had to drink, that they'll be like, no, come party with the They just don't get that it's creepy. I understand <laughs> right. that most men are... They just like want to hang out with a pretty girl, but um, they don't understand how upsetting that is if you're like, I don't know you, please leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I, I did like the... Uh, like, I didn't really understand how... Like, was it the blood that gave her a lethal dose of radiation? Yeah, it was. I thought this was kind of weak, but it's better than the comic book version with the yeah. blood transfusion. Is So she got badly cut um, when she was crawling out of the car. They showed it. And it, mm -hmm. I don't know why on TV when people get badly cut, it's always like the suicide wrist area where they have them get <laughs> badly cut. So she had right. this big open cut and then she was dragging Bruce out of the out of the car and he was bleeding because I guess he had that, that inhibitor on. So he wasn't turning into Hulk because normally he would just turn into Hulk and not get hurt at all. Like right. Hulk doesn't bleed, but um, so he was bleeding and his blood got into her cut. Um, that's like, I don't know. That's kind of like zombies, right? Like you got, Oh no, you're, you got yeah. the disease. Like it, apparently it didn't take very much. The, the Well, the plot requires it, so uh, we're going to go ahead and make this the requirement. Yeah, like um, the idea that that his blood is a lethal dose of gamma radiation, like at all times. Yeah, and all that he, has he to do is shouldn't like, be walking around and Yeah, like shouldn't he wear anyone? some kind of protective yeah. suit, like, a, like an astronaut, so that, <laughs> yeah. Um, pretty scary, but okay, for comic book reasons, I'm just going to let that go. Yep, okay. Um, so why couldn't he make a device for her? No, that was a prototype. So make a device for me. No, I can't. But again, yeah. we're just like, okay, and move on. We can't just have her be able to suppress this at all times. Um, <laughs> the the line about, uh, you know, it's you know, it, it's when you get emotional. Oh, play inside out. That, that that's oh, yeah. the scene where Bing Bong comes and sings the song of like. I'm like, <laughs> oh, dude, I totally feel you. That is a very <laughs> emotional moment for me. Um, for me, it would probably be the first, you know, five, ten minutes of Up. Oh, your yeah, first, yeah. Oh, God. That's oh. basically it's the best, best love story out there. A love story better than Twilight told yeah. in seven minutes with no dialogue. Um, <laughs> the, 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 when they, do you, does he have to yell ground pound when he's like, copyright, ground pound? And she's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and then my, one of my, oh, this, this will be the last one, but when she, they're like jumping and she's learning how to use her super muscles to jump and Hulk jump, uh, and he lands and then she lands with a superhero, you know, the Natasha superhero landing. And then she just gets, she's like, man, man, man. I was like, that's <laughs> hysterical. Um, 
Uh, oh, actually, the one last one, uh, the belching between the two of them when they were burping back and forth gave me a very Shrek Fiona vibe, probably because yeah. they're both green. And yeah. I was just like, that totally gave me uh, just flashbacks to, to, to Shrek, the Shrek story. Yep. That All right. gave me flashbacks to my high school friends. um i did not typically have women high school friends that were belching competitively um oh i was a a spectator (laughs) gotcha um all right so now so the elephant in the room cap is cap a virgin and the 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 captain america fucks like (laughs) the the whole like the whole conversation about it at the beginning and then, you know, she's talking about, they're talking about it when she's stuck in the beach. And then the, the capper was the best. Yeah. The best. Um, I, I thought it was hysterical and fantastic. And it provided a not much needed because we had a bunch of it, but it had it, it gave me the biggest laugh, the biggest surprise laugh in the entire episode. I loved that she was uh, faking being drunk to get <laughs> right. Bruce to to like unload his uh, his secrets. That was uh, clever. Yeah, I, like I just the the entire the entire like running gag in there uh, was awesome, and I. Not necessarily my, probably my favorite crossover moment to all of the the rest of the MCU. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, So you you have anything else? Nope. No more. All right. We're going to go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back. There's more to come. back and we're going to move on to news next greg all right news about she hulk uh so there are a ton of articles out there and if you want to know more about and you want to read about that you can absolutely do so you you, not hard to find because it is uh it is well out there in the ether um but one thing in particular one that i found that i really liked uh was uh jennifer gal talking to the direct about the the actual timeline of the show um so Gal revealed that the show's episode order was actually adjusted, as most of the first episode or- originally appeared in episode 8, instead of showing the origin story right off the bat. She said, The episode order was slightly different. We changed things up a bit in post. Most of the pilot that you see was actually episode 8. We waited till the very end of the season to, re- to really reveal her origin story. Um, direct asked, when, when asked why this decision was made, she felt that people simply wanted to know that information sooner, not wanting to wait so long to find out about Jennifer Walters' origin story. She said, there were several factors leading up to the decision, but really, at the end of the day, we just realized people really wanted to know the information sooner. It was hard for them not to know the origin of the story and then get to know the character. That's the end of the end of that portion. Yeah, like I I'm like, absolutely. Like this was this was the way to go. Now, maybe, you know, next episode, which I guess would have been the pilot, is gonna be phenomenal and crazy and all that. But I feel like we are going to have connected with 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 Jen and uh, and you know kind of seen a little bit of background on her and I feel like this is going to just enrich knowing this early is going to enrich the rest of the show for us because we don't have to wonder and we can just enjoy what comes I I think they made the right decision but I'm I'm so curious to know what was the original first episode so um, yeah so ne- next yeah, week once I'm really we've seen the whole season to, yeah yeah um I, I'm really looking forward to that um but uh, yeah, so we're not going to go through and, and read entire articles or anything like that. We're going to see some some cool things. Uh, my my personal favorite of the the articles and, or whatever um, was Chris Evans's uh, response uh, to seeing She Hulk because he didn't know about it beforehand. Um, there's a pretty funny article talking about Mark Ruffalo and his discussion talking about you know hey Chris didn't know and it the was on Twitter it was literally just three laugh emojis and then a zipper emoji. So he's not <laughs> telling anything about who, who Steve lost his virginity to, you know, whether it, I, I didn't, I had no idea that it was a kind of, it was an idea, but uh, that he was potentially 
uh, Star Lord's grandfather or something like that. <laughs> um, it was yeah. There people think all sorts of craziness. Uh, I say craziness, but no one's saying anything because we no one knows for sure. If you if you want to believe that, great, good yeah. on you. Um, Write some fan fiction about it. That'd be great. Oh yeah, fan fiction is fantastic. Basically. Basically, this is MCU is basically fan fiction. It's I, it's, it really it's awesome. Is. <laughs> it's based on uh, real stories, but I mean, or not real stories, but you know, actual stories. But uh, it's basically all just fan fiction. All right, and uh, now we move on to listener feedback. Uh, you want to go ahead and start off for yeah, us? Yeah, we got a lot of great feedback from people, especially on the Facebook page. Uh, Jenny Lundgren said, "I really enjoyed it, but hey, I love Mark Ruffalo and his Hulk. What can I say?" I don't blame you. He is he is phenomenal. Uh, Sherry Morford says, I really enjoyed this episode. I wasn't really sure what to expect and went into it thinking it seemed corny, but I loved it. As a woman who works in a male-dominated field myself, I really appreciated a strong female character with a sense of humor and fun. Looking forward to seeing where this goes. Us too. Yeah, very much so. All right. And this next name, I'm so sorry. I'm pretty sure I don't know how to pronounce your first name, which is maybe... Jiho? Jiho or Jijo or Hiho Puthia. I'm so sorry. Please send us information about how to pronounce that correctly in the future. Um, Says, uh, it was fun and campy. I thought it was a breath of fresh air. And I totally agree. Yeah, it was. I thought it was great. Uh, We did get a correction from the intro episode. Uh, I mentioned Black Adam as a potentially black superhero. And I didn't know. And uh, Paul Martin wrote in to clarify um, Black Adam's an ancient Egyptian, according to the comics. Um, we do have the the uh, Black Adam movie coming out later this year with Dwayne Johnson. Um, and uh, basically, thank you very much, Paul. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm not a DC guy. Uh, basically, you have taught me to shut my mouth if I don't actually know what the hell I'm talking about. So I appreciate <laughs> the, you putting that out. And uh, and I will I will work on not opening my mouth on things that I am not familiar with. Um, I think no harm, no foul, but, um, the movie preview actually looked pretty good and DC doesn't have a great track record with, uh, feature films of late, but, um, it looked promising. Well, Black, Black Adam one is a, uh, is a a passion project of Dwayne Johnson's Mm -hmm. and, uh, Black Adam is basically like the opposite of Shazam, um, which is one of their actual successes. Um, yeah. So, which I haven't actually seen. I haven't seen their good movies yet, but uh, um, <laughs> neither I'm, have I. I. Yeah, I'm not not a huge DC guy. I'm a giant Marvel guy. That's what I read growing up. So, uh, so that's that's where we're at. Yep. All right. Now, next section. <laughs> Take it. All right. So last week, our Marvel question of the week was: Name three Marvel characters you want to have over to dinner at your house, and what would you feed them? So we got a bunch of answers. Uh, I'll start off with Melissa Morganlander, who said Black Widow, Ant-Man, and Spider-Man. I think I'm curious about these bug personas being super. Plus, I adore all the actors portraying them. No idea what to feed them. Suggestions. Um, um, apparently flies. I mean, because spiders <laughs> and flies. So do ants, ants. Maybe not. Do they? I don't, I don't know. I uh, don't know. I know oh, that I guess Black Widow likes peanut butter sandwiches. Uh, yeah, I mean... Okay. I bet they'd eat uh, pizza. Uh, pizza's always a good one. I mean, yeah. you just maybe maybe vary toppings, and you don't want to cheap out, right? Get them each their own pizza. Um, yeah, seriously. <laughs> and uh, so, all right, uh, Ellie Walker, uh, Agent Peggy Carter, Luke Cage, and Black Panther. As for food, how about gourmet burgers? Veggie for me, and if they want one. And truffle fries. Oh, truffle fries are the best. Yeah, um, delicious. I'm picturing a Hillstone, a.k.a. Houston. I, I grew up in Houston. I'm not familiar with Hillstone, but... Uh, oh, Houston's is a restaurant chain. Oh, Houston. Well, Houston's... Okay, sorry. Yeah. I grew up in Houston, and there was actually a Houston's in Houston near oh, where funny. I grew up, but I never went there. I don't know why. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Gary Hewitt says, one Captain America, I would serve an all-you-can-eat buffet just to hear him say, I can do this all day. That's pretty good. Uh, I also think that he would probably eat a lot because he'd go through a lot of calories. That was actually something I was thinking about. Like, how much would would Hulk and She-Hulk have to eat after all the calories they burn after hulking out? 
Yeah, I imagine it's a very large amount. Um, Gary would also invite Spider-Man just to see if Sony would have a problem with him showing up, <laughs> which is funny. Um, and Thanos, because then if anyone was annoying at the dinner party, he could do the snap and I would hope they would disappear. And then he quotes from the What If episode. Pretty sure it's still just genocide, big guy. That 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 version of Thanos is so bleeding funny, and I, yeah. I love it. And sort of lovable, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason Cabassi, the Potfather himself, uh, Spider Man, because I've always admired Peter Parker, and he was he and felt he was one of the most relatable and honorable Marvel characters, and my all time favorite superheroes since I was a child. Same here. Um. Mr. Fantastic, because he's a genius, and I'd love to hear him blow our minds with talk about alternate dimensions and advanced technology. The, I, I don't disagree. Like, that would be really cool. This My own personal thing is that I, I was thinking about him and Bruce Banner and all these geniuses. I just feel like I wouldn't measure up at all. <laughs> I wouldn't. It's not that I yeah. like. I, I know. I know that one of, it's the, one of the personalities. Yeah, one of the personas of, of Bruce, um, not the Mark Ruffalo one, but like the one of the ones from the comic, is that basically, well, I'm the smartest guy in the room, and so what I say should go. And I don't necessarily need that attitude in my life. If yeah. it was Mark Ruffalo's Hulk, that'd be that'd be that that, that kind of genius. That'd be great. Um, and then Magic um, from the New Mutants, as a, an innocent girl, she got trapped in a limbo-like dimension and came back in what was just a few moments for us, but years later for her as a badass and slightly corrupted sorceress. All of which I'm intrigued to hear more about, and hopefully see some magical demonstrations. Not much of a cook, but these days, so pizza for everyone. It's pretty universal. Yeah. Um, Sherry Morford said that as for the Marvel characters' dinner, I'll have Thor, Loki, and Gamora over. I just want to see Thor and Loki push each other's buttons <laughs> while Gamora rolls her eyes and puts them in their place. I'm not much for cooking, so I'll order in something, but I'll make sure to have plenty of mugs of ale for Thor to drink and throw on the floor. Yeah, I'm not going to cook it, but I'll order it from Zanzibar. <laughs> yep. Uh, and Tom Cl Todd Clegg has, says, I would have Rocket over because raccoons will eat literally anything. And that is, that is a fair point. So I came up with my list. Yeah. Of three and um, I, uh, I guess I also was thinking I'd be a little bit uh, outpowered, so I went with all sidekicks, and I thought Katie from Shang Chi. Um, yeah. she seems like a good time. Darcy. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Darcy seems really hilarious, and uh, Luis, the uh, Michael Pena character from the Ant Man oh, movies. He is the best. I just want to hear him talk guy. for two hours. Like yeah. that's that'd be hysterical. And I uh, also, like a lot of our, our, our listeners, I'm not much of a cook, but I'm really good at ordering like tons of Indian food and like setting up a big buffet. So that's what we uh, have. Nice. Nice. Uh, mine were, uh, I mean, again, we go back. I think he would be, he'd be a busy guy, but uh, Spider-Man. Uh, so mm -hmm. Peter, but I would have them all in their like normal personas, right? Uh, so Peter Parker, um, I just feel like he could use... A home cooked meal, yeah. Um, like he's 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 hurting for uh, at least in this particular point in the MCU. Uh, he's he's hurting for money and maybe not hurt for money, but regardless, he doesn't really have a home anymore. And so, uh, and I think he's just he just be grateful to have company. I mean, at this point, someone who recognizes him for Peter Parker. Yeah. Um. And uh, so, sorry, spoilers for Noah Hill, and uh, and then Jessica Jones. Um. I just really enjoyed Kristen Ritter's portrayal of that. I do think that I'd have a hard time getting her out of her shell. Uh, so I might need a little bit of time beforehand to like, oh, hey, we know a common person or whatever. Um, You'd have to if I, make sure you supplied her with plenty of liquor. Uh, oh, there would be there would be plenty of liquor. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm hoping she would just eat the meatloaf and uh, and and be be good with that. Um, I also like the, like, this is just a, this is what I do for guests who, who come over. It'll be either a steak or meatloaf or hamburgers and, uh, and roasted asparagus oh, because love. I know how to do it. <laughs> it's not hard. And then like some diced sweet potatoes also roasted. So nice. that's, that's what, uh, and then my, my last to, to do, I think maybe if we said like, Hey, uh, I won a contest and I get three Marvel characters. She'd feel obligated to like talk. Like I yeah. wouldn't push her for stuff, 
but uh, but hopefully she she at least be somewhat conversational. And then yeah. uh, and Phil Coulson, uh, oh, just because yeah? I mean one he'd probably supply he'd probably bring a nice bottle of wine, um, very polite. He he knows he knows things right. I mean he's he's classy. He dated yeah. a cello player for a while, and uh, and like I Clark Gregg was phenomenal for that. I actually went back and like I went and, like reviewed Marvel characters. And I was just like. I like it's not that I wouldn't like I obviously thought about like Mr. Fantastic and and uh, and and Bruce Banner um but I just wanted people that would actually like have a conversation and could just be a good time. Yeah, um, that was my so thinking was, as well. Yeah, no, I I think I think you made a, a pretty good list and I <laughs> I'm pretty pretty happy with mine. Yep. I would definitely get a karaoke machine if I had Katie coming over and um Oh yeah. We'd rock 100%. out. 100%. Um all right, what do we got for next week? Uh, so our next Marvel question of the week is, who is your favorite unpowered Marvel sidekick and why? So send us in, you know, on the Facebook page or via email and we'll talk about it next week. Fantastic. Um, I look forward to, to hearing y'all's answers and uh, and I look forward to thinking my way through that. I mean, you listed some pretty good ones. Um, so <laughs> Darcy may, may be, uh, I forgot about Darcy. Darcy is really, really good. She's. Yeah, she's Kat, Kat Denning's f- phenomenal as well. But anyway, so that's our show. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. If you'd like to get in touch with us or find out more about Pod- Podcastica, you can find all of our contact information at podcastica.com. You can write in or record a voice message right there on podcastica.com or find links to our social media pages and other shows. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, Greg, but I'm going to be doing another podcast starting in September. I'll be covering the Rings of Power with our friend Anwen. Oh yeah, that's right. I did. I I did hear about that. And that's that's awesome. Like, I, uh, the Lord of the Rings show is fantastic. Oh, sorry. I'm assuming it's it looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks fantastic from the trailers. Um, I'm, as, I'm pretty as excited of right about now. It. Yeah, no, that that looks really, really good. I'm hoping to maybe maybe join you guys at one point or another. That'd be um, that'd be fantastic. We definitely want to have guest hosts come on with us. Yeah, uh, I know that House of the Dragon with uh, Rima and Kristen. Uh, they literally, I watched the first episode today and tonight, and it was. I'm gonna say good. I'm just gonna say good, and I'm not gonna say anything else. Um, <laughs> the Game of Thrones spinoff, um, and I thought it was very well done. And I look forward to hearing hearing that uh, that coverage. Um, they just wrapped up the the final episode of, of Better Call Saul, and so if you're a Better Call Saul fan, um, I mean I'm I'm almost done with the with the show, but uh, I'm really looking forward to, to finishing it. That's fantastic. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Up top, Greg. Gross. I'm your cousin. <laughs> See you next week.